Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Welcome to another summer series episode of The Chaser Report. And look, we're definitely here doing these every day. Charles Firth and I, Dom Knight, have just been spending the entire summer coming in every single day and talking to a different member of the Chaser team about uh, adventures over the years. It's not as though we did them all in December in a giant so, block, is so, it, Craig Rickhouse? So I've just been called in here so you fuckers can go to the beach. Yeah. This so is we, an we outrage. Come in at 9am every morning, <laughs> do an episode, and then fuck off to the beach. So can you come in for the rest of the week at 9am? Yeah, sure, yeah, sure, sure. Mm. I'll all do right. that. <laughs> so we're going to have our first chat with Craig of the summer in a moment here on the Chaser Report. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. So, Craig, we've been talking a lot about stunts, and I was trying to think back on some of the ones that you've done, and fuck, there's a lot to choose from. There are. The interesting thing about that is that I forget most of them and then get reminded <laughs> by other people. Uh, but there are some key ones that... And this, this is basically Craig's role in The Chaser, is doing amazing stunts and just making us feel small. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a good role. It's a, I don't know which was the more key to your, your part of the operation, but... So, but you were saying you have you do the stunts and then you forget about them. Mm. In some cases, there are a lot of pissy little stunts that were done that you look back at them and they were pretty shit out. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, I think one of the things that became a bit of a, a pain in a sense is that look, the the lesson you got after years of doing it was that often things that seemed incredibly unlikely to work ended up working, and that was great. Mm. But it also meant that you would often put an enormous amount of time into things where it was never going to work as well. <laughs> because you'd learnt this lesson going, oh, this is rubbish. But I guess there was that time, you know, and that was mm. kind of built. So yeah, the long shots come off and so you just keep doing long shots. Yeah, I mean, But you've always got to be, it's always, yes, long shots come off, but they never come off the way you exactly want them to. So mm. the, one of the first stunts with Dom, you were uh, one of the cameramen on this I was. particular stunt, was the race card in the 2001 election. Mm. Right? First series we ever made, and it first was the series. climax of the, of the series. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and it was basically the Liberal Party headquarters or Liberal Party celebration on the night yeah, of went winning Hotel. the election. Yeah, mm. and the whole point of that election was that it was an incredibly racist election. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this is the Tampa yeah. election. This is the Tampa election. It, it was the really first great race election. Yeah, we decide who comes into our country since every election, you know, yeah. during the White Australia policy up until about 1972. Mm. Exactly, and yeah. it wasn't just one-sided. I mean, we'd already during this campaign done a stunt in Canberra where we got uh, politicians to kind of beat up a refugee. Th- you know, all mm. concept was, and both like Mark Latham had smashed me with a, a rubber bat, and it was, you yeah. know, we were kind of saying, look, everyone in this election, let's face it, is being incredibly racist. Mm. You know, those that had some shame just dog whistled it, the others just were being racist. So we decided on the night, I got dressed up in a lycra suit and t- kind of big cards playing cards, playing yeah. cards with a mm. race card written on it. And the whole idea was, 
You burst in and go, yeah, we we won, we won this election. We did it together. Yeah. Very, yeah. It's just a very physical literal. representation <laughs> of a metaphor. That's what we love at the chaser. <laughs> Take a metaphor and make it into a giant prop. Exactly. Andrew Denton. It was a well. great prop. It was. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yes. It, it, but the, the interesting. So the, this night, we thought the only way we're going to get into this, we booked a tiny room in the Wentworth Hotel. Like it was the smallest room possible. And so we went in with all the crew cameras. We had three cameras there. We had cut of sound and we were literally all just crushed in this tiny room for hours on end. Waiting and waiting till we finally, till basically John Howard was going to come on stage, and that's when we go down and do it. Mm. And it's a little bit like uh, a little bit like the kind of um, you know when people go down to the Arctic regions and you you got to separate <laughs> all your crews in case one falls down a crevasse. Mm. We're like, hey, we're going to separate different camera crews, going to go at different times, get into different lifts to make sure there's something there. Dom, you were one of the first crew that went out there. Yeah, I was there. I, th- I think I was in the same lift as the ABC, like full-on professional camera crew um, and sound recordist. And, you know, so we put quite a few cameras in the lift. And so we went down. And the thing was we couldn't buzz down to the level where the function centre was. And, you know, quite, quite secure hotel. You couldn't – a guest couldn't go in. So security there, which buzz we down had no idea. To the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So – we got in the lift, not realising this, and, with, and I went in with one camera crew, uh, Kevin May, who's a very, very mm. experienced ABC cameraman. Somebody just happened to press, you know, they wanted to go up when we got in. So we got straight out onto the level, barreled straight down to this thing and, you know, basically did the whole stunt. We went in there, people were – initially, because we were kind of celebratory, yeah, we've won this election, everyone's like cheering along with yeah. us. <laughs> and then at a not certain realizing. period they started yeah. realising, oh – He's saying the race card won the election. With, <laughs> yeah. And they ve- realised finally yeah. it was bad and there yeah. were people throwing beer on me. I think Piers Ackerman was there throwing beer. Like oh, that's not a huge surprise. Beer. Let's have a quick listen to the audio of Craig bursting out onto the uh, the ballroom floor. We've won it. We did it, guys. Congratulations. Well done. We've done it. We've done it. We've done it. We got together and we've done it. Yeah. Yes. We've won this. John and I are really proud of this one. Yeah, this is a big picture of us. I'm invited. John told me to come. I played an important part in this campaign. I played the most important part in this campaign and now you're throwing me out. Absolutely. No respect. We only realised at the end, so I got to kind of right near the stage and I couldn't go any further. I was like, I spoke to, I turned to Kevin and said, I don't have any more to say. (laughs) He was like, just say it again. And luckily security came to my rescue there and just <laughs> hoiked me out and pretty much threw me out, pushed me down the stairs and threw me out. And, with, and the great thing if you watch back is, is Kev kind of, as I got pushed down the stairs, he's filming from behind me and then he runs down in front to get a second shot. What a professional. Yeah. Yeah. He goes backwards down the he stairs. He goes backwards down yeah, the stairs yeah. while I'm being hoiked out. And, of course, we get to the end of this going, well, that was the most fun. And, and then we see these guys just standing outside going, yeah, we missed the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kev yeah. was so good, it was all in one shot. Yeah. Mm. And the, the amazing thing, I guess that then formed the chaser stunt, which is the traditional end of any chaser stunt is getting kicked out by security. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, and seen. Yeah, yeah and seen. Insane. But it was that thing of going, lots of things went wrong, but it kind of came off. It was such dumb luck that someone pressed luck. up and you managed exactly. to get out on the thing. And that's yeah. that's kind of been the, the, the lesson so many times is you kind of go, oh, this is not going to work, but mm. um, oh, should we just give up? I mean, I, it led to a very terrible time where I remember, uh, and I can't remember why this, we were sitting outside Gretel Colleen's place, so I don't know, all workplace or whatever. I think there'd been some Big Brother scandal and we were going to do something stunned. 
And Andrew and I were sitting out the back in the car for hours on end. You cannot piss, you cannot leave. Andrews fell asleep. It was just the worst period. And you're going, and be, you know, you're going. Well, you why, hang call. on, why can't you piss? Well, what if she comes? Well, what if that's the moment where somebody comes? And you know, and also you pr- you're, you're in a probably a residential area. It's not like yeah, you, you just can, go yeah. piss on someone's car. And but so this is the thing: is you kind of go in any world, I'm going to call this off. But you go, oh, I guess there was that time that worked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it was like being in the Big Brother house, right? Like you're absolutely trapped there. You couldn't move anywhere else, <laughs> and there were cameras. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that's why Andrew and I ended up having sex. Uh, much like the Big Brother house. Yeah, jumping, uh, jumping Duna. Yeah. <laughs> that, the, but the interesting was the, the, the example where I think so many things went wrong before something working was the when we went to fly a blimp over the Vatican in Rome. Oh, yes. And uh, great idea of Chris Taylor's, which is where well, we went through a lot of different ideas. We, you know, we were going to broadcast stuff on the side of the Vatican. Turned out that can't be done. <laughs> but we, the final idea was we had this blimp and it was going to test whether they'd solved pedophilia in the Catholic Church. So it, it had a rope hanging off it and it had a giant, like on the side of a giant blimp was written, young boys inside, pull down if you want one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the theory being, if they hadn't solved pedophilia in the Catholic Church, that all of the priests would run out and pull the blimp down. Which is cut. It's kind of great because it was written in English. Is one thing you, you're there in an Italian-speaking environment, and what you're wanting a priest to go, "Hey, I'm going to pull this thing down." Yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, the bilingual. I, mean, I don't. Th- I don't see any flaw with the idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say it was before George Pell was at the Vatican. Um, this is true. This is true. But we because he spoke English, not for any other reason. Oh right, just yeah, to be clear. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, no. oh, look mm. at old George Pell's biographer over here. Yeah. <laughs> would be that, a bad book. It was fun too because it was remote controlled, so you it's just sort of control. flew it around and. Well, so I literally learnt to fly it in Australia at a cricket pitch. And like, Wait, how how big was the blimp? The blimp is about, oh, I'd say, like fifteen meters long. It's quite a big. Blimp. And you you were flying it, and I had to fly. It. He had the remote control in his hands in the yeah, in did, the stunt. Yeah, That's a beautiful thing. This is a bizarre thing. So so what happened is we're in. The how Vatican. is that legal? It's bizarre. Like we sent this blimp over and we like picked it up, and I had to then drive to the edge of like Rome to get a giant, you know, a, a helium container. Right <clears throat> now. And this becomes quite important later. A giant helium container looks quite bombish. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, quite bombish. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So I, even though helium is an inert gas, that yeah, wouldn't explode. It was actually at all. very safe. Well, ironically, they knew that, yes, it doesn't look that way. You couldn't have detonated any pedophile priests that yeah. day. <laughs> so we literally filled this thing up. We hired this giant truck. Mm. Did you? Did you also make your voices go? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Hello, father. That, that, that would have really confused them. They would have loved boy. They would have suddenly. Being all attracted to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got to be careful. That's why helium's dangerous in the, in the Vatican. <laughs> yeah. So we got this giant truck. Uh, we initially bought it. We initially hired a truck that wasn't quite big enough. This is where ev- even everything yeah, went wrong. Yeah. It wasn't quite big enough. So we pumped up the thing and it wouldn't fit in it. So we went, oh, gotta, we said, can we and have you a can't bigger have a truck? Limp, limp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can we have a bigger truck? And as I took back the one truck, the like large but not large enough truck, uh, in the middle of Italy to the higher place, I parked it 
by scraping it alongside the new truck I was picking up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but it was great. I thought this is going to be the biggest blowout of the budget. Mm. And I was like, this is Italy. So they just, that's yeah. just perceived to be normal parking. They yeah, did yeah. not charge me <laughs> one cent. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it was great. That's great. So we pump up this giant blimp in the back of the um, truck. And we decide, because the helium canister looks like a bomb, to leave it in our hotel room. And so we head off to the Vatican and the Pope, we know the Pope is landing that day and is going to come into the Vatican. By blimp. So, yeah. yeah, we want to kind of get it when he's coming into the Vatican. Wow. Yeah, so we know so he's kind of... But so we go and we're kind of hidden by the Vatican with this giant truck with a blimp in the back of it, just sitting there. And Pope is late, he's running late, bloody Pope, he's not here yet. They don't really move with the times, do they? They don't move with the times. So... We then go, I went and checked the, the blimp and it's going down. It's got a hole in it. Oh, no. So I'm crawling around in the back of this truck. <laughs> going, I don't know where the hole is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe someone had tried to penetrate it. <laughs> Hang a sec. Oh. This is the episode with beer, by the way. At 9am yeah, yeah, to this morning. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. So we're there in the back of this thing. We find the hole, fix it with like tape in the back of the truck just by the Vatican and we realise this is it's lost too much air at this point, so we're going to have to drive back and get the helium canister. So we we hot foot back to the hotel, get it, get the pump bomb. it up, get the bomb, and this time we're like, we can't leave this in the hotel. We might need it again, so we strap it in the back of the truck. Oh, no, <laughs> so it's there with some it. wires, yeah. <laughs> yeah. with it, with it, with an alarm. In hindsight, yeah. so it could have, have been hung an alarm clock off it. <laughs> it could have been like nerve gas or anything. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it just looked really bad. But this is, again, where things, you know, when everything goes wrong, sometimes it goes incredibly right. We start driving back. I think, oh, shit, I hope the Pope hasn't arrived and got in. We start driving back. You know, Rome traffic, nightmare, right? Mm. We get on this road, we've got this giant truck, and we are just like, this is incredible. We've never seen so little traffic. We're driving down this road back to the Vatican. This is going, this is great. We're going to get back here and so quickly. And as we're driving, we see all these police cars at the side roads <laughs> basically stopping traffic. <laughs> what has happened by some bizarre coincidence is we're like one of the last cars to get onto the road that the Pope <laughs> is about to come back down oh, and perfect. that they've blocked all the traffic on. And little do they know that these police are just blocking <laughs> this truck that has a giant, like, <laughs> pedophile blimp. <laughs> <laughs> And this is, I mean, to be, I don't want to joke about it, but the, the Pope had, there have been assassination attempts on the Pope. It's quite a serious security situation. And they're yeah. like, oh, look, wave the white yeah, to yeah, yeah. drug through <laughs> before your papa gets back. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. So we get there, the Pope arrives back. We swing open the doors to the back of the thing. I get out the remote control. <laughs> Flat out, I nearly crashed it in the first two seconds. After after months of planning, it comes out 
it goes hammering towards the ground. I pull up at the last minute, it flies up into the air, right? You know, flies around the Vatican, and it was amazing because there's just all of these cops and a lot of military officials because it's kind of you know it's cross-border it's, this is one of the things the lawyers told us before is technically the vatican's its own country so this is a cross-border issue <laughs> like yeah. you're across you're flying it's across border a red notice <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Sort of situation and you know this the traditional swiss guards in the vatican who've been there for centuries i think that don't they have like sharps like pikes yeah, yeah, so yeah. they could easily sort of stab the blimp <laughs> and popped it well luckily it was high enough at this point but so all these people turn up with guns, but they can't tell what it is. You know, they're running around trying to figure out where this thing's coming from while we're just trying to fly it around the Vatican. But I guess also it was well disguised because a blimp that said pull down for young boys, like it could easily have been an official Vatican yeah, blimp. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> they were only suspicious when they went, hang on, it's not also written in, in Latin. Latin. <laughs> so they finally see this truck with his doors flung open and these guys come up with like these big AK-47 type things. And that's when I was like, oh, fuck, this, this, this just looks like we're trying to blow up the place with this helium thing sitting in the back. And we just kind of immediately gave up. You know, we're like, yeah, no, fine. We just TV show, funny, funny Australian <laughs> TV show. Candid camera, this candid is, camera. And this is the funny thing because in Australia by that point, you could just say chaser and everyone would know who you were. But, yeah, in the Vatican, how would they possibly know who you were? Well, they didn't. And this is the, 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 the amazing thing is that we then got arrested and just spent <coughs> – the next, I can't even remember how long it was. We got hauled between different police stations and this kind of lock-up facility jail. Place. Were you in Rome or were you in the Vatican? Because there are two completely separate. Well, no, we got we, we were parked on the Italian side, so we weren't picked up by the Italian cops. Probably well, so the you best. can at least bribe them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny you say that, Charles. <laughs> it is very funny you say that. I realised. I reckon six months later. Oh yeah. That I am an idiot. And that I'm just not used to being in that kind of world. Like, I realised later, because they kept doing this weird thing, though, like 10 cops, right? And they kept sticking their hands out. Well, there's one dude that could speak English and he was trying to be the good cop and they kept coming in and trying to have these chats and go, oh, television, hey, oh, must make a lot of money and, you know, oh, yeah, and we I are, see. we're police, you know, oh, not much money. And I think it was just chat and I'm going, yeah, I mean, it's oh, yeah. public, oh, my God. public broadcasting, trying to explain to them the ABC's position. We're just having, thinking of these conversations. Literally six months later, I went, oh, fuck, they were opening asking for a bribe. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the end, the only reason we got out is they got to the point, like they drove yeah. us through the streets of Italy at a fucking 200 kilometres an hour in this car, it's out to this jail thing. I think by the end of it, they were just like, this guy's too fucking stupid <laughs> to let him go. Yeah. There is no way we can get money out too of this dumb stupid to bribe. bastard. That's very funny. It really was such an incredibly audacious thing. And the thing about Italy, and I, I know this, you know, my aunt used to live there and she explained it. So they've got regular police, but they've also got this incredibly s s terrifying military police called like the Carabinieri or something. Yeah. And they're the ones with the AK-47s. And they are terrifying, and they would have been the ones who got you. They were initially the ones that picked us up, yeah. but then we seem to be hand, hold, handed over to normal police. They sort of realised, oh, no, these guys aren't any threat. There, there was another great uh, – uh, our director at the time, we had this we had this approach at the time, another great stuff up, which <laughs> was really funny at the time, is that t uh, cameras at the time, video cameras, are kind of switching between being a tape and a card. Mm. Yeah. So yes. they'd have both. Yes. Mm. So what we'd do is we'd film on the tape, we'd film like just – walking around the Vatican so it looked all innocent. And then you'd film the stunt on the card and then you'd switch back to the tape and you'd flick 
basically when we got arrested, you'd take the card out, right? Mm. So <laughs> at this time, I'm arrested with our director. And he's like, you know, quietly, subtly kind of winking at me, don't worry about it, I've got this card. Now, at the time, it wasn't USB cards. It was like about the size of a, of a playing card with metallic edges and that. So he's kind of like looking down his underpants, kind of nodding, going, it's okay, I've got it there. He's got this extremely <laughs> jagged card in his underpants. <laughs> I think it's all fine. They bring in the camera and go, okay, we're going to show, we want, we want you to explain this, what's going with the footage. They start rolling it and he's going, it's all right, this is just us walking around the Vatican, you know, it's not going to be on there. And then it just keeps going. He's forgotten to switch over the card. <laughs> so not only do they have all of the footage there, oh, he's no. currently sitting with an extremely jagged thing sticking into his balls that has zero data on it. <laughs> it has no use whatsoever. <laughs> Elsewhere this summer we will hear the story about how I completely fucked up recording the nudes um, stunts right. at Burwood Local Court. I'm very glad that I'm not the only person who made this sort of <laughs> yeah. mistake. Yeah, exactly. It was quite difficult. To, it was quite fiddly because you were so stressed. But, so, but you got the footage back. <clears throat> we end up getting the footage back. And how we, did you get the footage back? Well, amazingly, we actually had... We had a huge backup. So we had several cameramen that got, or different cameras and that that mm. got away. And basically we just stalled while they backed all up these tapes and then put them in to basically send them out of the yeah, country. people posted them, didn't they? They posted mm. them. And then finally it got to the point where <clears throat> once it was all safe, we said, oh, okay, this is the hotel we're staying at. They took us there. We met up with other people from the whole, you know, from the from mm. the chaser and everything. And a few more people got arrested. Uh, Jules and Trent O'Donnell got arrested as well at that point. They were actually so incompetent, the police, that they were waiting at one hotel and we said there was people at the other one and they didn't even take us to the other one. And after about literally 45 minutes of just waiting around, we said, and they just were smoking the whole time. We just went, look, why don't we just walk to the other hotel and we can get to this so we can actually get out of this being arrested. I mean, but I'm sure they're very competent when you offer them bribes. I'm sure that I system know, works it, beautifully it well. In hindsight, in hindsight. Mm. But in the end, we in the end, like months later, the, the once the legal trial kind of went ahead and they... They actually sent us back the other footage as well, so we end up getting all of the tapes. You and maybe was there a trial, like in absentia? Oh, no, it wasn't a trial, but as so in they had a process. all the kind of legal process mm. went, we got all the tapes back. And the great irony of this, despite being one of the most complex and difficult stunts to pull off, is that actually for TV, it wasn't very good. It wasn't a very good stunt. <laughs> Just no, a blimp no. flying <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. yeah, really shit stunt. Yeah. But anyway, great stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only you'd filmed that. <laughs> and how many people pulled the rope? Uh, in the end, they'd solved pedophilia in the Catholic <laughs> Church. No one pulled it down. Yeah, no young boys were harmed in the filming of that. Uh, but Nathan Earl's balls were, and so <laughs> that's fun. Our gears from Road Microphones, we're part of the ACAST Creator Network. We'll have another one of these for you tomorrow morning. Catch you then. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.